Welcome to the Club Soda Club. We're three friends, each with our own sobriety story. Sharing our personal experiences and what we've learned along the way about leading a new alcohol-free life. Welcome to the meet... Oh my God. (laughs) Welcome to the seventh meeting of the Club Soda Club. I'm going to take roll call. Jessica Chur is present. Derek Bolin. Yes, I am present. Scott Graham. I am also present. Okay, let's start the meeting. What are we talking about today? Did anyone have an agenda? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sobriety. Club soda. Yeah. Uh, So when we initially conceived of this podcast, we had a nice meeting where we planned out uh, six episode topics. Uh, This being our seventh episode uh, (laughs) today, we were like, oh, shit, we don't really have anything to talk about. And Scott, being the brain genius that he is. So smart. uh, Super smart. was just like, hey, we're all at like different stages uh, in our sobriety, except for me and Scott, who are at the exact same stage. <laughs> and why don't we just do a check in and kind of talk about, you know, what's what's worked for us, what hasn't worked for us, what's uh, where where we are, how we're feeling about the whole thing in general. And I personally thought that was a great idea. Uh, so too. thank you, Scott. I like it. Well, you're welcome. I also thought it was a good idea. That's why I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Oh, hang on. Uh, oh. You know what? You guys go first. I got my dogs are barking. I got to go see what they're barking. Okay. Give me I one can second. hear them. I know. Okay. Little jerks. Uh, Jess. Yes. Hi. Hello. As the person who is newest to this wild journey that is sobriety, uh, did you maybe want to lead off with like, I'm sure you have the, the freshest feelings and, and the best idea around what's like the benefits you've seen so far and maybe what's not working so well or what you're worried about uh, or struggles that you're having. Uh, do you want to, do you want to, you know, sure. you know, jump in on this one? Sure. I have the freshest feelings. They are bakery fresh. <laughs> 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 I love that. Um, yeah, I guess I could start. I mean, so we kind of thought about this as the theme of our episode a while ago, and I've been trying to think of struggles and like, I'm going to be that dick person who says I haven't really had too many struggles. Um, I haven't had to like, quote unquote, come out as sober to too many people. Um There was one incident that kind of went a little bit weirdly where I was telling a friend who was inviting me over via text that I don't drink anymore when she was asking me what I what she should have for me, like what she should get so that I have something to drink when I get there. Oh, that's nice. I mean, at least she was asking, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's very polite. Well, this is the one that I shared with you guys where immediately after I told her I stopped drinking and then she asked why. And so I sent her like the long message, why? And then she immediately followed that up by saying like, oh, hey, you avoid gluten. What are some gluten-free drinks I could suggest to my friend? And I was like, do you mean like non-alcoholic gluten-free drinks? Or are you talking about drinks from before I stopped drinking? And she said, from before you stopped drinking. And I was like, "Mm, that's kind (laughs) of rude. Actually, okay, this is going to take a turn. So I thought, oh, that was a minor struggle. But now that I talk about it more, that was actually a bit of a weird uh, thing because I went to like other people for support. So I went to, cause I felt like that was weird and I didn't really feel like I was overreacting. And I think the last people I came to were you guys and you guys were like, no, 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 you're valid. And I think that was when I was like, I'm going to get valid tattooed on my wrist or something like that. Um, Still but, a great idea. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I talked to my partner, Graham Graham, friend of the pod, and he didn't really understand like why I thought that was anything. (laughs) And I was like, well, look at it this way. Like, what if I was someone who was trying to recover from like binge eating and, and somebody the, the, showed up with a bag of cheeseburgers. Not even that, but like someone's like, "Ooh, what was your favorite donut place to go to when you were still pigging out all the time?" Yeah, like, yeah, um, triggering. Hello, that, that and he's like, "Yeah, analogy. but you don't have." Yeah. Right. Well, because I kind of suffer with binge eating as well, so I can kind of understand. <laughs> it's like the treat the treat culture at my office is really bad, where people just put food out all the time, and it's super annoying. But anyway, oh, that's for another fucking worst. <laughs> it's like oh, I, I cannot with, like, wait. Three dozen donuts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you could have just bought yourself one and left the rest of us alone. But whatever. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to be able to work remotely and not have to go through that all the time. But anyways. So that's why I made that analogy because it was kind of similar. And then Graham's thing was like, well, you don't struggle with alcohol cravings though. And I was like, you don't know that. Like I've never told you that. And it's not true. I do still crave alcohol sometimes, but I just don't like the fact that I don't want it is more powerful than the craving in this case. Um, So I guess that's sort of like one struggle that I've had. It's a very specific uh, story. But I feel like in general, it's been pretty easy. I haven't really missed it. Um, I haven't really dabbled too much even in like non-alcoholic alternatives aside from like mocktails. But those could be a thing whether or not you're drinking alcohol. Like a lot of people just drink them as something interesting to drink without having alcohol like I don't feel like but like um alcohol or alcohol free beer or I think there's even like non-alcoholic wine maybe or am I making that up sparkling I'm apple sure. is my you know, go-to they, in, in they that do have, yeah they do have non-alcoholic wine I'm pretty sure I've seen it at the grocery store and I think strangely it's marketed by uh mad mothers against drunk driving oh it's like actually branded by them which was I found pretty interesting that is interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, but yeah, so in that sense, like it's been fairly easy. I haven't really felt the need to like replace it with anything, as far as I can tell. Anyway, aside from just like doing more stuff, um, just filling my time with way more, way more things. I have so- something to tell you guys in that regard if it comes up later. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of waiting for the struggle times to come still. Um, as like more events come and go that usually revolve around alcohol. So that friend that invited me over, we ended up having to cancel that um, because her kid got sick. So like that's still going to come again because she has a memory of a goldfish. So actually, even when she was confirming it with me, oh, yeah, don't forget it's BYOB. And I was like, ah, OK, <laughs> BYO bubbly water. <laughs> Bring your own booch. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That was way cleverer than mine. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Your feelings on booch are widely known. Whatever. Um, So yeah, we, so we rescheduled that event and I know it's just going to come up again and I'm going to have to talk to all these people that I don't know about it because they're all going to ask. And I don't know, like just stuff like that. I don't look forward to and kind of like so far it's like added to my social anxiety. Um, just like one more thing people can scrutinize about me. You know what I mean? 
um, or just like not even scrutinize me, but just something for them to question me about and like have like them expect me to explain myself. And I think we talked about this in an early episode where you can just be like, I had an alcohol problem. And then that kind of just like shuts it down. But I don't know if I want to um, identify as a person with an alcohol problem. No, I don't know if I want to trivialize people who do have alcohol problems more severe than what I had, which was more just like using it as a crutch um, just to like get out of conversation. You know what I mean? Like something about that just feels icky. Uh, okay. So, uh, a little anecdote from, from myself personally here is that I wasn't like, um, I was definitely an alcoholic, but I wasn't an alcoholic in that. Like I had to be drunk all the time. Cause I had this like oppressive trauma from my past that I just had to like keep at bay all the time. It was more, uh, I was like a classic binge drinker who would just mm-hmm. like, go out and and just like lacked an off switch or the ability to just stop at one drink. Like if I had one drink, I was having 20 drinks and uh, all the horrific shit that went along with that. But when I sobered up and I started going to AA and I told my therapist this, I had a conversation with her. It was like, I always kind of felt like a bad alcoholic because mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the rock bottom that, that a lot of people had. Uh, I didn't, you know, lose my home. I didn't lose my family. I didn't end up in jail. Um, and there was, uh, as, as a result of that, I was like, you know, those people are alcoholics and I'm just a guy who like had a problem (laughs) with drinking, uh, and, and got out before it was too late. Um, and my therapist was basically like, no, that's bullshit. You're, you were definitely an alcoholic and you were drinking for these reasons. And, you know, it was, it was more your attitude going into it that shaped, um, that it was a positive experience for you versus, um, versus it being this like negative rock bottom, like having to like prostate yourself in front of, uh, prostate, prostrate. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I was like, is that the word? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to see you prostate yourself, man. <laughs> Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, while we're on the topic, uh, prostate health is important. Please get a checkup. Um, they, uh, but yeah, I, I think like I definitely identify with you there in that I was like, um, I also had it very easy in that like, Quit quitting drinking for me was super easy again. And this is something being active in the sobriety community, like especially on Instagram, they're like, uh, there's this whole, you know, the marketable side of sobriety is that like, holy shit, like it's awesome. You know, life is sunny and happy and there's so much positivity and like everything is sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and all that fucking garbage, self-discovery and personal growth. And apparently uh, that is the wrong way to kind of frame sobriety for a lot of people, because there are people out there who, uh, do see that kind of shit and get sober. And when it's a really like, it could be a a really difficult experience. Uh, and that's something like I'm I'm sure we'll talk about more in this episode. Um, and there are definitely difficult parts to it, but I have always felt that like my life is infinitely better since I sobered up and, uh, you know, my health is better. My brain is better. The people I interact with are better. The decisions that I make are better. My relationships are better. Um, so I, it's, it's tough cause you, you have to be mindful of that. Like, okay, that might not be everyone's experience. So we don't want to deter people. 
uh, or disillusion people who are new to the sobriety thing by saying like, yes, mm-hmm. it's an overwhelmingly positive experience. But at the same time, uh, I'm just sharing what I know. And that's that sobriety kicks ass. And I fucking loved every second of it so far, I think. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that uh, I had a pretty similar experience to Derek, but I, it took me like you were saying, Jess, I think you were saying that you, you weren't sure if you like had a, as bad of a drinking problem as other people. And I felt the same way for a long time too. And I think when I came to trying to tell people why I quit drinking, I sort of took that approach to telling them. And mm-hmm. then there would always be follow-up questions, usually multiple follow-up questions. And that drove me nuts. So I just mm-hmm. started saying, I stopped drinking because I was an alcoholic. And yeah. then they're like, oh, <laughs> and then that's pretty much the end of the conversation. Or I am an alcoholic, you know, like uh, I, uh, it took me a while to come to that realization too, that the way I used alcohol was not, uh, it was alcoholism. There's no, I don't know, sunny side to to my personal experience with alcohol. And it was, uh, I think similarly to Derek, it was, you know, I didn't have to drink every day or be drunk all the time, but when I did, I didn't know that there was a time to stop. And, uh, yeah, I think that's technically alcoholism. And, uh, it makes my interactions with people who maybe don't know that I've quit drinking or want to ask me like why a million times, especially the people who I used to drink a lot with, it makes those conversations a lot shorter which i'm a big fan of to just say yeah i'm an alcoholic and they're like oh and then they get really uncomfortable because i think it probably makes them think about all the times that we drank the exact same amount together (laughs) maybe yeah yeah Yeah. um shit what did you just say something that i was going to respond to I said a bunch of things. Roll back the tape. Oh, I think. Um, yep. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. We're yeah, done. that's why. Like a lot <laughs> of the people show. are. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode. <laughs> uh, I think there is this apprehension about identifying as an alcoholic for a lot of people because it does oh, kind of contrast the image of like you know down on their luck, like. 50 year old man sitting by himself getting drunk at a bar and fucking like can't have a driver's license because he has 12 DUIs and probably, you know, uh, it doesn't have a family lives in like a depressing, uh, one bedroom apartment somewhere. Um, Oh my God. I think I just had a realization about something. What? What? I probably don't want to identify as an alcoholic because my parents were alcoholics and I hate them. And I, we talked about it in an episode a couple ta- a couple episodes ago. We how did. little I want to identify with my parents, and how strongly I fought to become what they are. And now I'm like, I'm not taking on that title because that's not me. I'm not them. Yeah. And I thank mean, you, therapist. How much do I owe you? <laughs> yeah, well, my normal rate is two hundred an hour, but we can uh, negotiate. It's been it's been fifteen minutes, okay. so uh, <laughs> uh, minimum. That's my fifty percent friend discount. Seventy five percent. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, alcoholism is is or alcoholic. It's just a label, right? Like it's a word that that anyone can tailor to mean whatever they want it to. Uh, but if you, Jess, or you, listener, or you, Scott, says, "Hey, my relationship with alcohol and the reasons I drank and the frequency at which I drank and the way I felt when I drank and the things I did when I drank." Um, if those are, are a problem to you, whether you say you're an alcoholic or not, you can you can quit drinking uh, or walk it back and you can identify. I, I think for the purpose of this conversation, it's just it's easier to. It's like if someone's asking you why you're not drinking, you can either say I'm an alcoholic or you can say I'm pregnant. Uh, and those are the two situations where people won't try to uh impose their desire to have you drink on you right they'll Mm -hmm. they'll normally just let it go like if you say yeah i have an addiction problem they're not going to be like oh just have one drink unless they're a total fucking dickhead uh similar with uh with pregnancy but as dudes uh scott you and i do not have the luxury of of claiming to be pregnant to avoid uh alcohol i mean i could probably pull it off If anyone could. (laughs) Sorry, that was a poor joke. I'm sorry, ladies. You're all beautiful when you're pregnant. And we appreciate it. Races are powerful. Powerful, powerful. uh, And men are weak. (laughs) Not even going to argue with that. (laughs) I have have a, a minor update as well. Just Shoot. to uh, maybe maybe lighten the mood a little bit, um, I tried partake. Oh, oh! So I I never really like missed beer, but I kind of just wanted to know what the hype was all about with you guys. So I got they at Whole Foods they sell individual cans, so I just got one of each flavor, and I was like, this is okay. Like I probably wouldn't get it again unless I like really craved a beer for some reason. But I never that was not something I ever really craved. Um, because I stopped, I actually stopped drinking beer specifically like two or three years ago because it was just really hurting my stomach and making me feel really awful. Um, but now I'm wondering because I drank those. Well, I mean, maybe the ingredients are probably different, even like the base ingredients minus the alcohol are probably slightly different um, in partake than it is in any other kind of beer because I noticed like you guys had mentioned as well, like the super low calorie count, but they didn't hurt my stomach at all. I felt completely fine after drinking them. Interesting. So I was like, I wonder if it was just the alcohol that was bothering me or it could have been like many other ingredients as well. I just am like a frail little delicate daisy over here. I can't put anything in my body without it hurting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am laughing at the delicate daisy metaphor, not your body. Uh, Please don't laugh at my pain. Yes, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Just to clarify. (laughs) Um, yeah. But yeah, I liked it. I don't know. It was fine. Um, if I was a beer drinker, I would totally see those as a very fit alternative to regular beer. So yeah. if anyone's yeah. curious about that, um, I quite liked them. I am also a big fan. I had one earlier and I was away at uh, a very fancy party this weekend off in the wilderness. And I brought a bunch with me. And uh, the bartender at this party uh, was very intrigued by this beer. And I let him try some and he was just blown away uh, nice. how, how good it was. And uh, he's going to look at stocking it for their catering business. Oh, nice. Ooh, that's cool. Not doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Get the word out there. You know, 
you know, just spreading the gospel. Uh, I let Graham try them, and he just said they tasted a bit watered down. But like, which he's yeah. a cur- he's a current beer drinker, and like I could kind of tell, but I kind of couldn't because again, like I haven't had beer in a really long time, and I wasn't really a super mega beer drinker before anyway. So I was like, I don't know, I don't really feel like I have anything to compare it to. It's fine. It tastes like beer. It's not gross. Maybe that's the thing. Uh, I, I've, I've sorry, Scott. Go ahead. Oh, uh, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I was definitely a big beer drinker, but I haven't had a beer in three years. So I tasted this thing and I was like, holy shit, it's exactly like beer. But yeah. I, I actually have no, like, it could be very far <laughs> removed from what beer is. That's just how I remember beer tasting. Yeah. It yeah. was a, so yeah. the thing. The, the thing for me that really sold it was uh, I have a buddy who's a brewer for. Uh, a big local craft brewery and he called me a while ago just to find out if there was any good non-alcoholic beers because him and his buddies and their band were going on a road trip and they wanted to drink less alcohol so I told him about it and he went and got some and he called me and he was like dude this stuff is amazing he's like "I, I can't believe that they've been able to do this he's like obviously it's not you're not gonna have that uh sort of mild burn from the alcohol because even in beer like that that's definitely there even if you don't notice it it's very very subtle but he's like even without that they've managed to make something that even someone like me who makes beer professionally can drink and enjoy and really not notice that it's non-alcoholic unless i really think about it so yeah it's pretty good Mm -hmm. it's pretty good so scott have you tried kombucha yet I have not. No. Well, well, that's not it. that's not fair. No, I have tried kombucha. Scott. I just don't like kombucha. Scott. <laughs> Scott. I'm curious. It feels like to- you're in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> We're not an ASMR podcast, Derek. But we could be. We might be now. <laughs> Scott. I'm curious if you remember what type of kombucha or like what the brand was that you tried. Uh, I don't. It was from Whole Foods. I remember that, but I don't really remember much about it. It was a while ago, a mm. couple of years, two, two and a half years, something like that. Because a lot of the ones you can buy in the store are not great. Like there's extra sweet. Um, but the one that we get, Derek and I, from Oddity uh, Kombucha on tap at faculty which i'm never going to stop talking about that place and their kombucha it's so much less sweet it's like half or sweet or maybe maybe half as sweet or maybe even less than the ones you buy in the bottles in the store i don't know why that is like they're just so sweet that it's like it just feels like you're drinking like something that's burning your teeth away it's so i can't drink those either Um, it felt like it felt like pop or soda or whatever to me you know but like yeah. not fizzy, which is super weird. I think there's a lot that that adds sugar after the fermentation process. But yeah, I like I like a nice dry uh, kombucha. So Oddity is great. Uh, Bucha Brew is another local one. Uh, you can buy those in like Safeway and stuff, and they're pretty pretty low sugar. Uh, super. I've had that one too. That's good. Um. Yep. 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 Yeah, I guess one one other thing I wanted to touch on. So we were talking about struggles with sobriety. Um, and and for me, myself, uh, I'm three years in. Wait, three, three years, three and a half years, three and a half. Scott, how long have we been a little, sober? A little more, a little more than three and a half. Cool. Go us. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, we're going to celebrate your four year on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, Live show. 
Huh? Live show. We'll do a live show somewhere. Oh. Yeah. You could very well do that. Um, mm-hmm. So the the easiest thing about sobriety for me has been the act of just not drinking alcohol. Like, I think um, similar just to what you were saying, like, once, once I actually, like, sobered up, committed to it, realized that, like, alcohol was having this very detrimental effect on basically everything in my life. Um, the, the act of, like, not drinking anymore and not feeling like I had to drink, uh, that's kind of been the, the easiest part of it for me. Like, all I need to do every time I go out or every time I feel like having a drink, which still does crop up from time to time, um, is, is just basically be like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and you know, the, the urge passes, uh, or there's this thing. Have you guys ever checked out the, uh, the stop drinking subreddit? No. No. Okay. So for, uh, anyone who's listening to this, who is newly sober, check out the, the subreddit. It's, uh, it's this very awesome, like online support community of people who have quit drinking or are looking to quit drinking, but, uh, something somebody brought up there. I can't remember which user it was, but they were basically like, every time you want to have a drink, uh, you play the tape forward. And what that means is you like basically visualize in your brain what that one drink is going to lead to and the outcomes of that. Uh, and that should be enough to deter anyone, especially any like self-identified alcoholic from having that one drink because knowing myself it's I have that one drink and that's going to turn into five drinks and that's going to turn into 10 drinks. And that's going to turn into, uh, you know, me in a holding cell or, um, me blacking out and waking up somewhere where I have no fucking idea where I am or me spending like $600 buying random strangers shots uh, in order to get them to like me. Um, so that's been very effective. Uh, and it's also, yeah, like, again, that's been the easiest part of, of sobriety. Uh, probably the hardest part has been just learning to chill the fuck out and like relax and kind of sit with myself. Uh, and it is something that three and a half years on, I'm, I'm still struggling with a lot because, uh, immediately after I sobered up Scott, I don't know if this was true for you. I feel like we kind of touched on this in a previous episode, but, uh, immediately after, I sobered up, I got into running and running was my addiction for a while. And then I got on into uh, online clothes shopping and I have like two walk-in closets full of suits right now that maybe I'll wear like once or twice in my life. Um, And these were all things like are ostensibly healthier than drinking was for me, but they were still just things that were designed for me to like focus all my energy and attention on because that way uh, I didn't have to focus that on myself or I, I didn't have to not focus it at all. Yeah. Addiction, um, addiction just shifts. Right. And you have to, you have to train yourself to recognize it. And I went through a phase where I would buy, uh, old film cameras and camera lenses and eh, I'm still sort of in that phase. And I'm in my watch phase now and I'm starting like 8 billion YouTube channels. And just, there's always something that I feel like I need to be doing to fill that time. And it's like a real problem for me to just calm the fuck down and realize that it's okay just to like be doing nothing. And so that's really hard, hard for me. Too. Yeah, it's really hard. And it's like, it's like, uh, 
uh, I have all this stuff that I want to do. And I'm like, man, if I, I, I can do all this stuff now. Cause like I never hung over and I sleep really good and blah, 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 blah. And then like, none of it ends up happening the way I want it to happen. Cause I just do too much and like too. Yeah. Yeah. Too much too. Like, and then uh, I feel like I should have all this money, but then I spend it on this other crap and, uh, it's just a big cycle. Scott, have you been just reading my journal? Like, just stop reading my journal on the podcast. No, okay? <laughs> I've got a, I've got, I've hacked into your laptop, and uh, it just comes right to my phone in a in a PDF, and I print them off and I put them up at bus stations for everybody. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Printing that rude. Yeah, no, no, it's great. I I, I changed your we name. Have... Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So she doesn't get credit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't get credit for my messy yeah, life. That's yeah. a lose lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, we all have broken addict brains. Oh, yeah. Uh, so for uh, like, and I'm wondering where this line is for normal people. Like where, where is something a hobby and just something you enjoy doing and something you invest a healthy amount of energy into? And when is it an addiction? Like where's the delineation point there? That's a great question. That is that no. I, I struggle with that because I, I have a, so I have some photography friends that, you know, they have one camera and like a couple of lenses and I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> what, what, how, how, do you stop it? how, how do you only have, and they're like, well, that's all I need. And I'm like, uh, I don't get it, you know, but like, I get it. I totally get it, but I don't get it. I can't like, it's like, it's like a sickness, you know, and it's, it's just yeah. bizarre. Well, it's funny that you just use the phrase, that's all you need. And I will say that like this concept of enoughness and just like having enough and being enough uh, and doing enough has always been this foreign concept to me. Yeah. Like I always need to be doing more and having more. And, um, you know, when I was drinking, drinking more, uh, and, and there's never been a point where I've just been like, and it's something I'm trying to be really mindful about now and just being like, okay, this, this is who I am. This is where I'm at. This is what I've done. All of that is good. I'm just going to like sit here and enjoy this moment without feeling like I have to take more shit on. Uh, but it is that, that is without a doubt the biggest fucking, so my, my clothes buying, uh, addiction has like gone through a couple of permutations and now it's morphed into just this like work w w uh, like I'm a classic workaholic and and that's what I used to distract myself now uh and I feel like that's true for <laughs> all of us uh, maybe with the exception of Jess who has recently kind of walked some of that back with success mm, no I mean I just stopped being on Instagram which helped with a lot of my mindset issues about not being enough, not putting out enough. Like for me, the, the big um, thing that I felt I wasn't enough at was like creative output, especially because I'm trying to break into professional illustration. And so I constantly feel like my website's horrible. It's not good enough. I don't make enough work. I don't have enough work to show like, and, and I haven't also even like found sort of my illustration style yet. So I'm constantly changing that. And then when that changes, I have to change everything. My whole website has to change. My whole portfolio has to change. Oh my God, I have to go through my Instagram and archive a bunch of stuff and just like overhaul my whole, like whatever I'm showing as illustration in the world, which is just so like exhausting. And then not only that, but I have like 
podcasts that I want to do. And I kind of actually not stopped my podcast, my other podcast, but I didn't do one last week and I didn't say I wasn't going to do or Yeah. Last week. Was it last week? Yeah. I didn't say I wasn't going to do one. And I just didn't do one. And I'm like, I'm just going to like sneak in a summer break and not tell anyone. And I don't have that big of an audience over there anyway. So I'm not super worried about it, but, um, I've, I've scaled that back, but then I also started a new YouTube channel for gaming. So <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm just replacing one thing with another. You is guys, it, is it Stardew Valley? Oh, fuck. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, um, okay. We're going to talk about this for just a little bit. So <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, um, it's my answer to other YouTube gamers who are super loud and screamy and like, just the opposite of relaxing. I'm only going to play chill games. My channel is called chill gaming with Jess and I'm basically going to play Stardew Valley until I'm sick of it. And then I'm going to switch to some other game. That's like just as chill. And I'm only playing those types of games, nothing violent, nothing action packed, nothing loud or scary. And I'm just going to like put up one hour episodes every week. And it just gives me an excuse to like play my games without feeling like I'm doing nothing. Cause, and, and the content is super easy to make because they're really, I'm not putting in really any editing at all aside from just like cutting the beginning and the end where I'm like a little bit awkward, but yeah, it's going to be so great. Um, I've already made a bunch of test videos and my equipment really sucks. This is what I was, when I was, we were talking about the podcast and I was like, oh my God, you guys, my laptop sucks. That's probably why our audio gets out of sync at the end. Um, it's because I, yeah, I learned that when I was trying to like use all of these softwares to screen record and stuff. And so, um, yeah, anyway, I just replaced I'm like, I'm going to stop on Instagram. And then I'm like, oh, but now I have time to <laughs> mess around once a week on YouTube. So I mean, not to encourage your uh, ongoing project addiction, but uh, this this sounds like a pretty dope idea. And I think there could be a good market for it. So, yeah. Right? Like it's good for you. Cool. Oh my god! You guys, I already made my channel banner. Like the channel is already there. You can find it. I just don't have any videos there yet. I'm so excited. I hope to have one up next weekend. Nice. It's so easy to make. It, literally, I sit down, I play the game for like an hour, and then I hardly have to do any editing, and I just upload it, and then it's done. Like ah, I'm so excited. So that's why I'm like gonna. I'm okay with it because it's very little work to put into it, and I just get to play my game. So but I'm obsessed you're, with. you're taking a hobby that you would have been doing anyway. And you were like, okay, well, let's see if I can make this part of my create. Like, I don't know. On the surface, that seems healthy ish to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Uh, again, I'm an awful yeah. judge of what is healthy and what is not. So. Well, so uh, we are, we, we're all like, this is fine. But then when Graham's like, Oh my God, girl, you don't need another hobby. <laughs> Cause like every time I'm like, Hey, I want a ukulele for my birthday. Hey, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that. And he's just like, you don't need any more hobbies. <laughs> and like, and that's the thing is that I struggle to let myself have just downtime. Like maybe I should just play my game with nobody watching, or maybe I should just like watch dumb TV for a while. But I always feel so guilty about that because like, yeah, I don't know. I just I have big dreams, guys. And I feel like any time I have that's free, I should be working towards goals to give myself the life that I want. And that's an addiction. That's an addiction. And I feel like in in to some extent, that's like largely enabled by uh, our culture right now. It's this kind of like fetish. Oh, my God. Yeah. You always have to be doing something. You always have to have goals. You have Hustle to be striving culture. for something. Yeah. yeah. Hustle culture is so yeah. toxic. And it's... Uh, 
but it's it's fucking everywhere and this is just like that's kind of where the bar is set now right like if you don't have like a full-time job and a side hustle and a side side hustle and then like you know a passive income stream you are largely considered a a failure uh and i feel like or just lazy or yeah Uh, or uh not ambitious or yeah yeah and i mean ambition is fine like ambition is still uh a very attractive quality i feel like but it has to be like i don't know i i say we like kind of turn that on its head and start making it like healthy ambition where like it's a person who has goals but they're going about achieving them in a way that like doesn't just like devastate their entire life and like, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't keep them up 18 hours a day uh, and doesn't distract them from like having a, a healthy, well-rounded life. And I think that that could, should kind of be uh, what the, the standard is for people rather than like, you should be working always on a zillion different projects. Um, yeah. Do you guys know those people? Like we all have friends who just like go to work and then come home and then that's it. And they, that used to be yeah. me and it was so unrewarding and I just felt like a lump. But and I wish I had it was no rewarding. <laughs> I mean, do yeah, you? I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, yeah, why can't I just be one of those people that just uh, lives, you know, and just doesn't worry about that other stuff. Well, and I think there's like, so there are people who live like, I feel like there are some people who like, go to work and then come home and then just like veg out and watch Netflix for like six hours. And I don't know if I would ever qualify that as like not living, not necessarily that like, not, I don't want to live. Like their day job is. Yeah. Well, unless I mean, some people are lucky to be completely fulfilled with their day job and they get everything they need from their day job. And so they do that all day and then they get to come home and they don't have to find fulfillment in something else. Like there are people out there like that. We're just, I think not them. Like we either want more, like maybe like Derek, I know you're really happy with your day job, Scott, you too. Cause I've talked to you both about it on my other podcast, but there's something that it doesn't give you that you're still looking for. And like, that's the same for me too. Like my day job is challenging and it's great in its own way, but it gives me really no creative outlet. And that's like a huge part of my, who I am. And that's why I feel like all my other goals outside of work are related to creative output and making things. I just want to like make things as much as possible. And I don't really get to do that at work. Um, And I think, but I think there are other people who are the opposite. Like they just get everything they need from work and they can come home and just do whatever after that. And they're fine with it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It just, sometimes I wonder like, what is it that we're looking for? Do we even know? Now that's the question. Would we know if we actually got it? Do we have it already? No. I think for me... Um, and I don't know if this just comes because I am someone who I know is not going to have kids. Um, but I just want to like have, I just want to leave something behind that does good in the world, even if it's to make one person happy. That's ultimately my goal. Um, if it makes me happy and it makes one other person happy, then I'm going to do it. Like, um, because I'm not going to have like a kid to leave behind as my legacy. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's sort of like 
my ultimate goal. I really identify with Hamilton in the musical Hamilton. If you guys ever have heard mm-hmm. that or seen that, um, his whole thing is just, he's obsessed with leaving a legacy behind. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm well, okay. I was going to say, I wouldn't say I'm obsessed, but maybe I am a little obsessed. Maybe I'm just like Hamilton to the core. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's probably worse. I'm okay with it. Hamilton's rad. Yeah. There's worse things to want to be, you know, I, was so fortunate to get to see the musical in New York, not with the original Broadway cast, but I cried the whole friggin' time. I had already listened to the soundtrack like so many times. And then when we decided we were going to go to New York, I was like, we have to see Hamilton. I don't know. I don't care how much it costs. And then Graham ended up buying the tickets for us and as a gift. And I friggin' cried the whole time. It wasn't even like sad at the parts that I cried. I just cried solidly for two and a half hours straight. <laughs> it was so good. Motion. Yeah, yeah. Graham, Graham, kind of identified through. so hard. Oh my god, he's such a superstar. You guys have no idea. <laughs> he just did so much. He just did so much for me today. He's so side sidebar tangent, whatever. I have a friend who's getting ready to move from Vancouver to Langley, which is a weird move, but he's doing that anyway. Um, Sorry, too. and he had one person. He had one person who was going to help him, and that person bailed, and he's moving in like two weeks. And he was freaking out because he's like, I literally have no one else. And I was like, I'm like, if Graham's free, we'll help you. Like, I'm sure like I, I'm going to ask him first before I volunteer his time. But I guarantee he's going to say yes. And he said yes without asking any questions. And then my friend was like, OK, well, I have one more favor. My friend was actually going to drive my U-Haul because I'm terrified to drive it. Is Graham able to drive it? And Graham was like, yeah, no problem. Like, he's so good. He's just so oh nice. God. And yeah, right. He deserves, he deserves all the praise. And so, yeah, I don't know. He's, I'm just so lucky. I'm so lucky. I could cry right now. Shout out to Graham Graham for just being a hell of a guy. You know, (laughs) is that your recommendation for this week? Uh, Your, your boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm keeping him to myself. I recommend Graham Graham for this week's recommendation. I I recommend everybody get one. Go find your own. (laughs) Good luck, because I'm pretty sure I got the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, he surprises me with kombucha sometimes. Just like icing on the cake. Oh, my God. I'm like hearing out. mistakes. That's fine. To Scott, (laughs) (laughs) you're in the moment. There go my tears. My wife said, hold on. I got to mute. Oh, what was that? Oh no, Scott yeah. muted. Did it try to my, my wife's open in the garage door. I got a mute. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Literally, a truck drove into the studio. You want to do? Do you want to do so actual recommendations? Sure, let's do it. Um, why don't you go first? Oh, you can't. Okay. Uh, hmm. What do I? Will what you, were we talking? Why don't you elaborate on, do you have more to say about the stop drinking subreddit? Do you want me to jump in here? Oh, do you have a recommend? Oh God. Yeah. All right. Do it up. I recommend not having your studio in a garage. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. Oh my God. I love how I was like, oh my God, did a truck drive through a studio? No, no. So I like my, so my office, I've converted like half my garage into an office and, and uh, so if somebody flushes the toilet upstairs, the water pipe runs right down beside where I make mm. YouTube videos and where I record this podcast. The garage door opener is about six feet above my head right now on an angle. And 
my wife was just out visiting her mom in the hospital and she came home and totally forgot I was recording and opened the garage door and she looked absolutely horrified and I feel worse for her than I do for myself. Immediately after yeah. hearing what a great partner Graham Graham is, yeah, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay just rolls in here like a. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But I have an actual recommendation. Go ahead. If you guys want one, so yes. uh, if this is going to be fairly, uh, I don't want to say self-serving, not self-serving. Uh, it, Anybody who is into Star Wars, don't go to my YouTube channel because it's lame, but go check out the the actual Star Wars YouTube channel because there's a whole crap ton of new content on there for a new show that's coming out on their streaming service that looks amazing called The Mandalorian. Go check out that trailer and there's some trailer stuff for the new movie that just came out today as well. So go check it out if you like Star Wars. And uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. Well, yeah, then they drop like three three trailers in like twenty four hours or something. Yeah, they drop. Well, they dropped uh, they dropped two trailers, and they announced that Ewan McGregor is coming back to do an Obi Wan Kenobi streaming series. Damn, cool. yeah. So you know, big things are happening over at the uh, over at the Star Wars. You know, very exciting. Yeah, big nerds everywhere are just <laughs> freaking out. Derek, did you come up with anything? Because I can go if you haven't. Uh, well, no, you did say uh, expound on the the uh, stop drinking subreddit. So yeah, yeah I'll just make that my recommendation because it it was uh, very beneficial to me in uh, my early days of sobriety because I did feel I didn't have like a good strong local sobriety community. Um, like all of my friends still drank. Ouch. I went to went to a couple AA meetings. So I did have Scott, although Scott, I don't know if we <laughs> like, Hey, I'm sober too. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that. pretty much it. They're like, Hey, right on. Anyways, get on the internet. The sobriety subreddit uh, was, was uh, very helpful. I still occasionally pop in there to encourage uh, people who are in early sobriety, but it's, uh, it's a lot of people talking about milestones or discussing problems that they have or sharing their, it's basically like the world's largest AA meeting online. Uh, without all the like God or higher power shit that factors into AA meetings. Um, so I would definitely recommend that if you're looking for a more uh, local sobriety community, check out uh, Van Sober. Mine's also going to be self-serving. <laughs> a, uh, a local uh, Vancouver-based sobriety community that uh, I currently manage. And we're going to be looking at uh, throwing together some uh meetups outings uh i think there's gonna be like a run club associated with it just you might find that interesting um Mm, i might find that interesting yeah and we're like gonna gonna look at uh getting some events on the calendar uh hopefully in september if i can ever stop traveling Uh, yay we'll see about that all right. Well, mine's going to be kind of lame. I'm really sorry. I did not prepare enough for this episode, but I'm going to recommend the app called TikTok. Um, if you enjoyed Vine when Vine was a thing, TikTok has kind of filled that void with that kind of like really short video, really f- funny humor, um, videos on a loop, stuff like that. 
Um, it's vertical video though. So that's kind of lame, but it, it works for their app. Um, it's a lot of young kids on there though. So you'll might, you might feel a little old if you're, you know, mid thirties to late thirties, like we are, but I still enjoy it. I get a good laugh, like at least once when I go on the app and I'm constantly like bookmarking them and sending them to Graham. And I'm going to also self-serve. Well, you guys did it, so I'm going to do it too. <laughs> There's no videos there yet, but go check out Chill Gaming with Jess. And I'm going to put my first video up on Sunday. I'm getting a piece of equipment on Wednesday that's going to increase the quality, hopefully, fingers crossed, of my video recording by a lot. And then, uh, yeah, I'll be making a video for Sunday. And there will be a video there every Sunday. And I'll be playing Stardew Valley, which is like a farming simulator. So it'll be super relaxing. Nice. Awesome. I'm trying All to find right. I'm trying to find your channel right now. Chill gaming. Anyways. You might did you if you might be able to find it if you go I'm not sure how it shows up if you go to my main channel, it might be linked there because I've used the same account, sort of. Oh maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Either way, I'll send a link to the show notes. Perfect. Does anyone have any further business? Uh, no, I'd just like to thank everyone for attending this meeting of the Club Soda Club. Uh, I am Derek Bolin. Uh, if you feel so inclined, follow me on Instagram at the aforementioned Van Sober or uh, on Twitter at Herder, even though I barely tweet at all anymore. Go me. Jesse, you inspired me to, uh, <laughs> to really work my social media involvement. So I'm I doing it. that. Congrats. We'll have to talk about how that goes. We will. Yes. I do not miss Instagram, but you can still go follow me there. <laughs> Jessica Gerard. <laughs> I'll be back on September 1st <laughs> and Twitter's the same, but mostly just go to my YouTube channel. Cause I want to, I want to get that going. <laughs> nice. Uh, you can follow me pretty much anywhere on the internet at WFLBC. It's pretty star Wars heavy at the moment everywhere. And that's totally great. That uh, is totally okay. great. Yeah, I am psyched. Did Star I mention? Did I mention deal. that I'm going to the Star Wars land in Disneyland in October? I don't you know if you've mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my daughter. I, I uh, uh, we just decided we're going to go. We were just in Disneyland in April, and it wasn't open. And then they opened it early, and and we're going again. Aren't they? Amazing. They're doing a uh, uh, hotel or something too, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing a like a spaceship themed hotel in Florida, which is going to be something like thirty three hundred U.S. a night. Oh my god! I know thirty three hundred U.S. thirty three hundred U.S. But it's a two night stay, but it's like an immersive two night thing, and you can only book it for two nights and blah 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 blah. But it's yeah. like, come on, like it better come with like your own Star Wars character to act the movie out when you go back home. Like I should probably get an IMDb <laughs> credit or something, you know? <laughs> something, yeah. My Actors Guild card. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if there is no further business, I think that concludes this seventh meeting of the Club Soda Club. All right. Meeting, meeting adjourned if no one objects. No objections here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Disclaimer, nothing in this podcast constitutes medical or professional advice. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, there are a number of resources available. We'll link to these resources in the show notes for each episode so that you can get the support you need.